Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Jeff Thomas. Is it actually Ambridge under a sleeping bag today? <laughs> Not only is it under a sleeping bag, Lucy, I, <laughs> so keeps, I'm, I'm a bit nervous because I'm, I'm holding the mic like I'm a sports journalist, but I'm a bit worried that I'm too getting too close to it. No, I you feel, sound fine. You don't sound you sure it's not too peaky? No, no, no. It's like I'm commentating on um, the <laughs> Archers Olympics and Sheila's about to do a big jump. <laughs> see, you can hear, and, see, you can hear, my, you can hear me popping because I haven't got my pop shield oh, on. yes. Just so, avoid um, saying anything that's got a P in it. <laughs> everything with a P. I'm just going to say with a B. I'm so going we'll to talk say, about the like post to, office, shall we? And, or yeah, the, the, boost, the toast <laughs> office? Toast office, that's The right. terrible fire at the boost office. The toast box set on fire. The, 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 the boost box. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm like... Oh, look, see, look, I can see how red I am. And that, no, red I am on the levels. Okay, oh. sorry. Um, don't mind me. Before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. This week was brought to you by the big cushion and the phrase... <laughs> Dioch, ma'am. <laughs> we began the week with Russ, considering a 90s night. Just to be clear, though, Russ, that is a night of music from the 90s, not a night for people who behave as if they are 90. Uh, back at home, Caitlin was just as jubilantly awful as we were expecting. Yay. I pictured her in a pinny with arms crossed firmly over a vast bazoom, like a Welsh Les Dawson. They both spoke Welsh in front of Tom, thus rendering him even more useless than normal. Natasha and her mother wanted the babies to sleep, so spent the whole week yelling at each other in front of them. And once they had gone to sleep, sang lullabies to them to wake them up again. The Welsh, a curious breed. Annoying as Caitlin is, she didn't deserve to eat recycled cardboard for breakfast at Pat and Tony's. That is just cruel and unusual punishment, and I hope we hear lots and lots of her correcting Pat about things. It was all kicking off at the post office. We were plunged dramatically into an extraordinary storyline that blew up and subsided in the space of one week. It was a good old ye olde archers storyline, conveniently involving two silents, Derek Fletcher and Jean Harvey, and the roles of Laurel and Hardy were taken this time by Clary and Susan. It was quite like the good old days of homeless hunting with Cagney and Flaky, Flaky clip-clopping round Borchester, making everything ten times worse. It served many plotical purposes, this storyline. It enabled Susan to remind us all she was a postmistress and what a rigorous <laughs> taskmaster the post office is. As Susan said, you make one tiny mistake, shelter in an armed robber, and they're all up in arms. 
<laughs> it also allowed us to acknowledge the fact that George Grundy is a revolting little turd and that even his grandparents heartily dislike him. George set the post box alight. I think we can all agree on that. Harassment is on the case. So in short, George is home and dry. Even finding a bottle of lighter fluid, a box of matches and George wearing a big hat that said, I did it, won't mean anything at all to harassment. What the post box being alight also did was enable us to hear from lots of characters in absentia. It was remarkable how all of a sudden people we haven't heard from in a bit suddenly appeared to be sending letters to all and sundry, thus allowing Susan to mention them all. There was Kenton's parking ticket, Joy Horville sending money to her granddaughter. I was bracing myself for a ransom note from Lewis's kidnappers at Lower Loxley. However, the most bizarre part of the whole Postman Twat storyline was why in the world Clary and Susan cared so much about whether or not Ian's pizzas were accepted by the WI. <laughs> I was truly at a loss to understand this. Susan's friendship with Ian, that he's only referred to every six months or so, and then only for plotical reasons, is a slender read on which to base an entire storyline that might end up with Susan losing her job and George going to prison for interfering with the post. The way they were talking, it was like the whole village was facing Armageddon unless Jean Harvey was taken down. I'm surprised they stopped at anonymous letters and didn't just go for shooting her in the head and then driving off Lakey Hill like Thelma and Louise. Over at Lower Loxley, Freddie was demonstrating his ability to speak to the lower orders by greeting Brad and Chelsea with, Hello, Horribins! Thus removing the tedious chore of having to remember their names. Come to think of it, Horribin is a bit of a mouthful, so maybe he could just say, Hello, lower orders! Brad has been a big hit with his seemingly supernatural ability to add up in his head. Bloody hell, he's just good at sums. He's not Rain Man. <laughs> Alice and Chris have disappointed me greatly by breaking the cardinal rule of will they, won't they storylines by addressing it directly and saying, no, they won't. This is a huge faux pas, but it will stop Harriet predicting it every week for the next 12 years. It wasn't just Harriet, though. The whole village was betting on Alice and Chris in rather an unsavoury fashion. I wondered if Alistair had had a tenor on it too, thus restarting his addiction and removing it from Alice. In line with the rule of one, as pointed out by Andrew last week, only one person can have a condition in the village at any one time. So, thank you to Georgie for setting fire to the post box and allowing us to remember how long it is since we've heard from Joy or Kenton. Thank you to Chris for ending a storyline that had the potential to go on for decades of uncertainty. And thank you, Russ, for reminding us all how unbelievably boring 90s music was. The end. It was like the beginnings of a cosy crime drama, wasn't it? It was. I really, but it just I, came out of nowhere. It was just. I hadn't even, I hadn't even clocked that. That's how, that's how taken in by the archers I am. <laughs> I hadn't even clocked the fact that why, why does it matter? they were doing it in the first place. <laughs> I mean, it's not your problem, Susan. However much you yeah. enjoy having dinner at Ian's, <laughs> it's just not a big deal. And I, I mean, it, I was thinking, have they started? supplying um, them with mozzarella. Have they, have they sort of sneaked in some buffalo and not told us and they're supplying Ian no, with tons of mozzarella for his pizzas? But there was there's absolutely no reason. There was a reference to it a couple of weeks ago when Susan was basically saying, oh, now Kira's Kira wasn't coming home after school or yeah. something. So she's got nothing to do. And then she did make a reference to her new pet project being uh, sort of uh, saving Adam and Ian's pizza van from the wrath of the WI. But why? Because it's just her new, that's it's the, it's the bone she's got now. What, just interfering? 
Yeah, but I didn't mind it though. I don't care because when it involves Susan and Clary, I'm happy for them to do whatever they want as long as we get a bit of bickering between the two Susan of them, which is always would good. Be an excellent crime fighting duo. They would, they? but that's the thing. That's why this could run and run. Mm. As I mean, because Georgie is a horrible little shite. Do you think he's going to start blackmailing? season now i think this is not the end of it mm. i don't i mean unless it was all a, just a big storyline just to show us how horrible georgie is mm. but i i think this there might be something because i thought he was going to blackmail susan didn't you when when he was sort of being yeah well that's um, what i think is going to happen i think he's going to continue but that. also i feel like susan hasn't got the wool pulled over her eyes but clary no. has still a bit or clary's at least pretending Eddie that everything's is more okay aware of yeah he yeah. said because he can sometimes be a bit yeah and then stopped yeah how do you describe how do you explain away the fact that your grandson is the antichrist i mean it is quite yeah. difficult isn't it <laughs> but uh he is but um but clary was oh let's give him the benefit of the doubt yeah. and i thought oh no but then he is he susan was like frightened of him wasn't yeah. she it sounded yes. like yeah it was horrible but then you know we've uh, there is uh, but then there needs to be a new baddie doesn't there in the yeah, village because we've got rid of clive horobin because yeah. there was there was lovable Eddie takes the role of lovable rogue, where yeah. basically heart in right place, but keen to make quick buck if available. But you, then you have an out and out baddie like Clive, and uh, yeah. So I think yeah, I think you're right. I, I mean, think I think Eddie over that role. should really be having bets on when is George going to prison? prison. Yeah, quite soon. I hope it'll be in a couple of years, won't it? Yeah. Although Freddie could give him some friendly advice on. <laughs> How to talk to chaps in prison. <laughs> How to talk to you, chaps you behind say, bars. <coughs> Hello, prisoners, you say. <laughs> How to get along swimmingly with your roomie <laughs> while sharing a potty. And a shower. <laughs> um, yes, Freddie. I, I, I hated the Freddie Chelsea Brad scene. I did. I yeah. hated it. I don't know why I hated it. I just found it all really cringesome. I don't know why. I think Freddie is because Freddie's he's not early 20s, to... isn't he? Yeah, so when he's being the boss, it doesn't sound right. It I doesn't think. sound... No, because... It's not we... really consistent with his character, yeah. is it? Yeah, his, his, his sort of... Um, his uh, 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 life script is a hapless bungler who kind of um, cheats yeah. his way out of trouble, not the responsible manager it's more like he would have fucked up the um cash the yeah. register, cash register yeah. and i don't like uh i don't like chelsea's attitude to brad because oh, I, I just feel no. very sorry for brad i well, don't like tracy's attitude to anybody i mean not I, tracy sorry chelsea I i'm not honest, sure i like chelsea's attitude to anybody i didn't like either of their attitudes i thought i thought if chelsea's behavior chelsea was so it's annoying because Chelsea should be is a is a fun and funny character, mm. but when she's being really immature, yeah. Like, I mean, there's no if I for it, there's no doing that in front of customers. Yeah, you'd be like, get out. You're yeah, not working. No. You're so rude. It's my my awful. sister was walking past the radio when that bit was playing, and she just said she needs firing as she walked past because <laughs> she she ran a cafe and hired lots and lots and lots of Chelseas and. Um, <laughs> She said... She needs firing. Yeah, there was, you know, just this... She said, that age, just a nightmare to work with. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, they're not going to change. So no. if, they're, if they're not going to... It's not like Tracy who had a chance at Grey Gables and then actually became really good at her job. Mm. Chelsea is... Even if it's Oliver, 
I'm sorry, there's no excuse for talking to no. people, anyone like that. And no. not not talking to your brother like that in front of everyone. Yeah. But even Brad was like, yeah, Chelsea. It was all like, oh, yeah. God, God yeah. give me a break from these tiresome teenagers. Stro- just the stroppiness. And also the kind of, because they are grateful for the job because they do genuinely need it they're not like overprivileged kids well, that are just doing it for a bit of asos money no, that's they're, the thing. They're, they really need the money so they would be conscious of that and more, I think Freddie, their behavior i think freddie could have just said chelsea that's your mm. last warning and, yeah you know you don't want to find yourself out of a job love. yeah but um but the brad thing maybe they yeah i mean i know why they were doing that scene but it was um Maybe there was another way to show that he's Carol Vorderman. Uh, I mean, we sort of all knew anyway, didn't we? Because he's know, clearly just, excellent at maths. It was just... I know what I could do. I could add it up in it, my head. In my brain, because I've got a special sort of brain what does adding really, really good. I can add 45, add 45, add 2. It's 92. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yes, it, it is, is easy. Yes, yeah, because I'm really good at adding up. Oh, also, yeah. as someone on Twitter said, adding up isn't the same as maths. No. You could have a really, really good adding up brain, couldn't you? And then be rubbish at logistics. Yeah, maths anything. makes me cry. So I'm not even talking about it. it makes my stomach clench. So I'm not. It's really good for you, though. You should oh. be doing more maths as oh, you get into your, la, into your, la, la, into your la, second la, half la, of la, your la, life, Lucy. Into your second coming. You should be doing adding up I'd every day. I'd rather be doing the second coming, not the maths. Thank What's 27 add 40? I don't know. Oh, for God's sake. Of course um, you know what 67. that is. 67. Yeah, oh, come on. If there's a naught at the end of one of the numbers, it's easy. No, but honestly. No, it's when it's things like 27 add 57. Because then yes. you've got to carry a 10 or, yes. you know. That's that. why they didn't, that's what I told you. That's why they took me off the cupcake stand at the at the oh, primary at the school. the PTA. Yeah, oh, because oh, it was complicated. And I said I can know because uh, they were they were they were it was. Um, Did they not give you a calculator? No, it was sixty five p a cupcake. Oh, for and I God's just charged sake. a pound or fifty p because I that's Quite the only rightly. way I could add it up. Quite and they rightly. told me off, and I got taken off, and I had to do the washing up of all the tea things. That's awful. They bradded you. They did no, brad They tracied me. you is what they did. To be honest, I did deserve bradding because I really was. I, I'm just well, not, it's uh, just not no. my area of expertise. Can I just say though, your method was a, a cupcake shouldn't be, at PTA, it should be a donation, give what you can give. Yes. Or a pound or yes. 50p. If so it, if it was no. a mother I didn't like, I charged a pound. And if it was a mother I did like, I charged 50p. And then I. Then got there was a big on. meeting that went on yes. on the other side of the playground. Yes. Oh, my God. It's lots of pointing. Yeah. Horrible. Mm. Well, you should have had Brad there or one, a, a kid with a brain like Brad. But also, he's a bit inconsistent, I feel. Like, he was sort of, sometimes he's um, the, not the underdog, what's it, subservient to Chelsea. And then sometimes he's not, you know. I think that as your children get older, you'll see that more and more and more. Oh, they got personality. There's a kind of swatches. Yeah, they're they're uh, my children are the same. I've got a 16 year old boy and a no, sorry, 17 year old boy and a 19 year old girl. And um, is one into fashion and one's into maths? Yes, one plays with Barbies still and the other one goes... <laughs> um, they uh, will swap roles. There are there are times when um, William will uh, be... basically be picked on by Tilly and, and then it completely reverses and oh. uh, he will 
heel suddenly and it, it just depends what they're talking about and who feels most confident oh, in that situation that's interesting so yeah. they'll just they'll they'll they sw- when they're little it's tend the dynamic tends to stay the same but when they get to teenagers it's all over the shop interesting i mean i sort of have a twinge of sympathy for chelsea because when everyone's going oh my god your brother's so yeah. clever yeah obviously it's shit mm. when you're just into men when you're not into mensar or whatever <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I saw that. I was thinking, what? Was he Mensa. thinking of Sada in Corporesano or something? I don't know why he was... Even Chelsea was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you mean Mensa? Mensa. But I think, um, uh, I think as well, because Chelsea is really good in at... Her skills lie in an area that is, A, associated with females, and therefore, B, completely overlooked as anything remotely valuable, even though fashion is... An incredibly valuable part of the of the the economic she... sector, <laughs> and and it just gets oh no, it's just girl girl stuff. So it's just dismissed. except that she has a confidence that mm. not many um, young people no, have. That's true. Which 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 if she if it was just a little bit um, you know tempered tempered Somewhat. would be would, yes. would set her on a very very good path. Yes. But I was wondering. I think the village, a village like Cambridge would have like my village has had in the country lucy um a trust which basically so i think probably lots of villages there was one in mine as well yeah yeah and it's if you're if a child in the village is needs more educational help Mm. or wants to you know help i got a book allowance from mine to go to university oh oh, right yeah Yeah. exactly it's to help people go to university and it's, it's for education isn't it yeah and you'd think but then maybe Oliver will set one up, is what I was thinking. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because he's obviously going to help Brad, isn't he? No brainer. Yes. But maybe he does it in a sort of um, anonymous way by setting ah. up a trust for bright kids. Good thinking, Batman. Yeah. I like that yeah. idea. Yeah, thanks. Mm. I'll, uh, I'll well write done. into Ambridge. Yes. And suggest it. Linda can be in charge, can't she? Because oh, she'd, be, she'd be good at... Um, doling out the money you know when it's basically I like a pta for the village yeah. isn't it yeah i don't want to um preempt anybody's demise obviously but no, when linda. linda does kind of shuffle off uh, in about 40 years. 75 years yeah yes i imagine that she's a lot of fiber she'll keep going forever um that uh who's gonna is kirsty the new linda no because kirsty's too down to earth um, Who's going to take over that vi- the village organizer though? Fallon could have a ch- oh, she could sort of yeah. change, couldn't she? Or yeah. Emma? I don't know because there's I don't know. Maybe it's a generational thing as well. Maybe you can't really have a. I think you probably could. I mean, are, are we? Yeah, we had a sort of sniffy Lind- Linda and not. I probably won't say, I won't say it actually. We, but you know, like those sort of women exist, don't they? Yes. Oh, in God, every yes. village. Well, they have to because otherwise nothing gets done. They yeah. are extremely annoying but extremely necessary. Maybe and everyone spends the whole time talking around that person. Them. Yeah. Yes, she's good at bees and she gets bees in her bonnet, doesn't she? Um, did you like the singing, the Welsh singing? <laughs> I loved it. I loved the singing. It just made me laugh that. Um, yeah, no, it was really sweet, I thought. But it also made me laugh in that uh, I don't know anyone who's ever... <laughs> 
who's ever been so relaxed to sort of like sing in beautiful harmonies to their children. Yes. But no, it was very nice because I loved Caitlin. I mean, has Caitlin only been in it a week? I feel like she's now been around for, I feel like uh, we know her really yes, well. Yes, yes, I could probably recognise her But maybe her this, is, this is the first week she's been in it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. She's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I don't mean, just I'll... stand there come on in and all that and then <laughs> no tash there was uh, there was I wanted to listen back because there were so many nice moments that she that she played yeah. and it was like she she you knew she was there even without her opening yes. her mouth or speaking yeah. or she was she just was so brilliant she was such she radiates authority she totally. radiates authority as an actress and as a character I yeah think. Exa- and so full-bodied and funny yeah. and yeah perfectly timed and when she and was chatting to Kirsty, and Kirsty said oh you're rubbing each other up and she says oh no we're always like this you know and if you do know families like that that are just at high, high my, my friend in mental health calls it high expressed emotion her family's like that she's Irish and she she said she, just everything operates at high expressed emotion the whole time <laughs> yeah everything exactly is. whether or not someone's forgotten to put enough milk in someone's tea or someone's died. The, 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 the level of emotion and, 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 and drama is exactly the same. And she's married a man who comes from a very, very quiet Midlands family where even the <laughs> clocks don't chime because it makes everybody jump. So the idea that, you know, when he goes to her house, he just is terrified. He keeps looking at Anne because he's not sure whether he's thinking, is it? Is this actually a row, or, or or is this not? Should I, you know? At what point should I be worried? And, you know. Yeah, but that's the thing is, it's like all the shouting. Yeah. But it's not. It's not angry shouting. It's just has yes. to be noisy. And ju- it's just a and... reaction, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. it's totally fine. Yeah. But no, but that the, the, the singing really made me laugh when Tom sort of came back, came in, and then Kayla was like, "Why don't you join in, Tom?" And he was like, "I'm, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm alright actually." <laughs> Come on, I'll give you the note. And then I just thought, after like three weeks, Natasha would just be like, Mum, I can't do another harmony. Just leave me. The pressure, the pressure of having to sing in harmony while breastfeeding must be too much. And also, they were singing to them when they were asleep. No, you said to them to get them to sleep. And even then, no one really does that. But really loudly. Yeah. (laughs) In between shouting. But that's what I like about, that's what what I love about the fourth wall that comes down when any characters start singing. And because they're obviously fully trained actors. Yes. They're absolutely brilliant singers. Yeah. Uh, but the rest was... of us would be going all out of key and then going da 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 da. Yeah, give me that note again. Give me. Uh, yeah. Was it? Um, what uh, is it? How does it go then? <laughs> give me. Give me. It again. Oh no, I've gone into <laughs> Abba now. I'm in Abba now. I can't. <laughs> hey there, but oh no, hang on. I, I, I've lost it. I've lost it. Oh, hang on. You take Nova. I need to get this right. <laughs> is that washing done yet? <laughs> I I know everyone hates Tom, but I felt really sorry for him this week when he was excluded. I did. And also there was an element, I thought, of deliberate exclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on their part, which I which I didn't like. You can't blame somebody for not being involved or not helping enough if you did if you don't let them. No, but I don't think they even did. I feel like Caitlin was like, I don't, you know, guys, leave it all to me. Tom, you go and, you know, you go, you guys go and rest. Natasha was just sort of just, you know, just yeah. breastfeeding, wasn't she? What yeah. else can she do, really? And then, and the thing is, I think as well, for dads, when you, when the, when the woman is breastfeeding, 
there's not apart from like washing mm. there's not a lot you can mm. do and then if there's a mum there because the, the the hard work comes from the wake the baby's waking up doesn't it yeah. and being tired and yeah and the only way to shut them up is by feeding them yeah which you know if you're not bottle feeding the, yeah. the mum does it all so and I think I think a lot of dads do feel a bit sort of like I really really want to help but I can't help yeah. and now I feel guilty and now she resents me and you know and I I, I feel like they don't really get enough um also it's, it's the mum doing the hard work all the attentions on the mum you know yeah quite rightly. I think in some in some countries they stagger parental leave well that's so what that, Tom should have done yeah so that the mother just the father doesn't use his up he then does like when they're yeah. six months old so yeah. that's when they need entertaining and yeah. taking out and doing things so they're not just clamped to your boob the whole time that's what we did for our our last couple because it's pointless mm. like taking those first few weeks when the baby's basically all they do is need feeding and yeah. screaming and you're just yeah. really tired but they're but they're not doing anything so it's better for the dad to take time off when the when they're sort of moving around yes. and become m- more physically challenging yeah and the dad can then get involved and maybe they're on the bottle by then and you know yeah the I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> most of the dads are on the bloody bottle the mums the mums <laughs> everybody is we all are Tom <laughs> pass my gin I've got another harmony I want to sing with mum mum <laughs> I loved, I love, I, no, I know what it was. The scene I really wanted to listen back to because it made me laugh so much was the spinach omelette one. Oh, yeah. Tom, <laughs> do you want a spinach omelette? Oh. <laughs> that was like the funniest line to end a scene I've heard in the Archers for ages. <laughs> Just the way she said, do you want, it was so passive aggressive, wasn't it? It was like, Tom. or not at the end of it. That's <laughs> I thought that was totally And also, genius. how can you hide spinach? You can't hide spinach. It's bright, sodding green. You're doing it in eggs. Of course she's going to see the spinach in it. <laughs> it was just so funny. No, because again, I'd be like Natasha. It's like, I, 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 it's too claustrophobic to have someone yeah. doing everything for you. You yeah. want to make your own breakfast. Yeah. And you, however tired you are, yeah. you don't... It's claustrophobic and cloying having someone make you lie down yeah and I felt sad that she didn't do the baby's bath Mm. I would have I I really like even though it was you know sort of comedic and over the top and it was for me it felt really true to life this um Caitlin stuff yeah and the 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 dynamic and the the rows that started when she was four are still carrying on now yeah yeah you never let me I didn't want to wear my wellies but you made me want, you know, and you're still, there's that seething resentment about having to wear wellies when you're four. And That's it's still, you go it's back so, and have the same rows over and so over again. It's so babyish, isn't yeah. it? But it, always, it yeah. always leads back to some stupid thing. And all the like, sentences start with... My life would have been so much better <laughs> if you just let me choose my own shoes. <laughs> and... And all the sentence you you argue in that way that you're never supposed to argue, which is you always do yeah. da 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 da. I never do blah 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 blah. You know, and it's just completely pointless <laughs> arguing. It's nothing constructive about it at all. It's just a total waste of time. But you and just yeah. get trapped in that dynamic, and that's uh, it. You're stuck. It was brilliant. But so I hope there's going to be a lot more content with the Caitlin and Pat. I was really disappointed when she said, "Yeah," because I thought Caitlin was going to go home. When she was talking to Kirsty, yes, she said, I'm not yes, sure how yes. much more of it I can take. And I thought, oh, no, don't go back yeah. to wherever it is. Yeah. Stay. Stay and annoy Pat. And then the joy when I found out <laughs> oh. she was living. Tony is going to go 
Oh, oh it's just going to be absolutely brilliant. Caitlin and Pat. Yeah. And Pat trying to keep her cool. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be brilliant. The passive aggression is going to go off the scale, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's going to be great. Tony's just going to revert to being a child. Maybe we'll hear from Joy because you know. Oh yeah, because he Joy tends to little... rush off to Joy, doesn't he? To yes, Mummy Joy when Mummy Pat's not being very bosom. nice to him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That'll be quite interesting, actually. Yes. Mm. We will see. Yeah, but good, good. I just wanted to shout out the. Uh, I don't know who casts the Archers. I think it's the producers, isn't it? But when they when they cast for comedy characters, they always get it right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They're so good at that's their best. When they cast for professional characters like midwives and doctors and whatever, oh, yeah, then sure. that's just like. First name. Do they begin with A? Right, they're the first one. That's fine. Okay, they'll do. Can they speak? They yeah. can. Okay, let's. Can they read and speak? Actually, that's not that important. I think. I think for the sake of that lovely actor that played the forensic accountant, they need to bring him back. Yeah. Because he was so happy. He was so to, keen. Wasn't he was he? so keen and lovely and lovely on Twitter. I really, yes. I really hope they bring him back. Well, I don't think that's going to happen, is it? Unless someone else's business goes hits the skids in a fairly dramatic fashion. Um, uh, Maybe Lily will meet up with him in Felton. Yes, what is... Because <gasps> I don't understand I think that's creepy, this. what Russ did. Don't you? She was like, I love you so much. I was like, it's creepy. Let Lily go and get her own flat in Felbersham. Yeah. She's not going to get a university experience with you hanging around No, well, her. I was thinking you're just replicating exactly what happened in Manchester. Exactly. That was the problem. Mm. That's why she had to leave. Yeah. It's weird. Why did... Like... But also, why bring Saul back... Yeah. Or was that just to say that Lily is actually 100% committed to Russ? I think they brought him back because to like kill that storyline, basically. Oh, unless he comes, unless, <laughs> unless he pops back up. And, but then also I thought, oh, don't, don't leave so that we don't hear you because I, I really like Russ and I like Lily. Mm. And it'd be awful if they were written out for a bit. And we I was wondering be. where we, he was going with that. I think Chelsea fancies you. Business. Yeah. Yeah, I really I d- don't want them to leave. We've discussed that before mm. because I think yeah. we there, there's always been a bit of chemistry mm. between them, hasn't there? And then they've they've deliberately written them into scenes together lately. And Russ has definitely got that kind of um, Eliza Doolittle. I will teach the poor peasant girl, hasn't yes. he? But then would that be dis- would that be sort of making his character gross again? Because we've all sort of forgotten about his. I haven't. Every time he opens his mouth, I go. <laughs> Yeah, but in partly because every single exchange they have, every single one, there is a mention of how old he is every time. Yes, there's a reference. Yeah, it's either (laughs) this is your generation's music. It's a bit like me and you, Lucy, isn't it? Yes, it is, Harriet. Yes. (laughs) What the eighties? What (laughs) sort of music was that? No, you're right though. That it's always referenced. But in a teasing and like, oh, money penny, you know, all that yeah. sort of yuckiness is yeah. a bit gross. But, but I do really like Russ, and especially when he's not with Lily. I hate him, but I like the character. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I, and I, but I, re- I don't want them to leave because I like the dynamic between uh, Lily and yeah. Freddie as but, well. Because I thought, I wonder if it's because Katie Redford, who plays Lily, she's super busy uh... being an actress and a writer. Yeah, she's she's very um, she's she's had a lot of success lately, oh. so maybe she needs a break. But I don't know because she seems, I don't know. Well, anyway, let's let's wait and see, Lucy. Okay. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Um, let's do some emails. Okay. Um, uh, hold the line, call up. Yeah. Uh, and as I hold my mic, how's yeah. it going with my handheld? It's very good. I like it. Is it a bit it. Pop, not too pop? I feel, <clears throat> I feel like it's weird actually. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know. No, I can, I'm pretending I'm. Um, oh, you, sorry. Okay, you're just. Navratilova being interviewed on. on I feel like I'm doing a proper interview. That's yes. a, sort of like Saturday morning yes. children's TV interview. Yes, you can like I've got exactly. exactly like I've got a big branded thing around the mic. Yes, saying Ambridge on the couch. Um. Uh, this is from Owen Kiffin, who says public service announcement for listeners who are water buffalo curious. Oh um, yeah, there's a farm. There's a farm with a big herd on the Oxford Canal at Napton, near where we used to be moored. I can confirm the burgers and sausages are lovely, as is the ice cream, and they are magnificent-looking beasts. He says. Ooh, yes. the ice cream. I know buffalo ice cream. Hey. I like the way he leapt from magnificent-looking beasts to burgers and sausages. So obviously that's how he's seeing them. He's just seeing them as walking burgers and sausages. But ice cream, the buffalo ice cream, that does sound yummy. Um, Creamy and rich, full of buffalo. (laughs) You see, it just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Get your buffalo ice cream. (laughs) Where was it again? Uh, Napton. (laughs) From Napton. (laughs) Napton. You can't really do that in a in a nah, in a sexy. Nah, it just doesn't way, sound very sexy. Yeah. Na- Napton. Go napton. down to Napton for your buffalo ice cream. I'm going like Napton. Cream. Do you want anything? <laughs> Some buffalo ice cream would be nice. <laughs> um, this is uh, Laurie Jones. Uh, stuck in this timeline, which really sucks. Um, a couple of comments before the week gets going, so these will be outdated by the time you record, and that's what I'm used to. One, Tracy is being an asshole. I like her a lot. Who, of course, who doesn't? But for fuck's sake, she needs to give Oliver a break. Yeah. If he hadn't kept his business afloat with his own funds as long as he could, maybe she'd have a right to be upset. But she's an idiot, and business is business. And maybe when she becomes manager at the chicken factory and turns into a jerk like Jenna, Gemma, she'll understand Oliver's very difficult decision and have some compassion. Yeah. Oliver is just a silly old man at this point, and he knows it. He needs to go to the Himalayas and chill. <laughs> Two. No way would Jill back down on the sweets as fast as she did. I guarantee you, she was sneaking treats to not so little Rosie. And when Rosie looks back on her childhood, sweets with Jill will be her best memory. Go, Jill. <laughs> yes, I agree. She's kind of. I don't think grannies just go, oh, yes, all right, sorry, I will be told what to do by a 24-year-old. They go, yes, well, I think you're fine, darling, that I've had lots of children. I know what I'm doing, so get knotted. Um, Ray Beddo says, after several months of watching CBeebies with my grandson, I have only just realised that Tamsin Gregg is the narrator of Love Monster. 
there's been one or two of those in Ambridge. All the best, Ray Bennett. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> Thanks. I auditioned for Pink Bunny, didn't get it. Oh. What is Love Monster? It doesn't sound <laughs> like something <laughs> that should be on CBeebies. Love anyway. Monster. <laughs> it's actually really good. Is it? It's got my friend Darren in it. Yeah, oh. it's um, yeah, it's good. If it's it's about a love monster. Is it? I've never a guessed. A sort of cutie monster thing. Oh. And yeah, it's, you know, it's all like, mo- m- not moral. Was, you know, it's CBBs, yes. educative yes. feelings yes. and etc. Yes. Ah, Freddie's mum from Freddie's Snacks has messaged us. Oh, yay, Laurie. Hi. Laurie, she says, thank you so, so much for featuring us. I do, do, do listen. And we've had orders yay. already. Thanks Ooh. to you guys. Yay. I Good. definitely need to send some to little Rosie. You're the best, Laurie. Thank you, Laurie. <laughs> oh. But also, if, you, if you're if you on Instagram, go to um, Laurie's Instagram account, which is, I think it's at Freddie's Farm. You'll find it if you just type Freddie's Farm. It's really cool. I mean, she's like so glamorous and stunning and got loads of excellent content up there. It's oh. definitely worth a follow. Okay. She's a lot less Natasha yeah. <laughs> than we predicted, Lucy. <laughs> She's more Victoria Beckham She's than, more than <laughs> Natasha. You mean successful, yes, okay. <laughs> and glamorous and beautiful. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm sure Natasha is equally beautiful. Anyway. Uh, Jane, who, Jane Stevenson, who I don't know whether she's finished painting and decorating. She hasn't said. I think maybe it's like the fourth bridge and she's got to stop the house and started again at the bottom. Probably in the cellar. She's in some sort of living nightmare yeah, of paint. paint. Um, she says, as I was listening... She's headed this, thank goodness you are here. As I was listening to Tuesdays, Tom moaning, Tony not listening, then finally listening, letterbox on fire episode, (laughs) I kept thinking, thank goodness, family on the couch. Do you mind me having a bullet-pointed vent? You can have a (laughs) bullet-plated vent. It's absolutely fine. Tom, for God's sake, I know you lost a baby and so we'll cut you some slack, but still stop being needy. Needing to be needed is still needy. Babies need cuddles and love. Do do that bit. Scriptwriters, I love you, but you use that talking over the person with a problem trope too often. Having said that, once. (coughs) Excuse me. All right, Lucy. Once Tony did listen to Tom, the scene was lovely. Tony is a nice dad. Yeah, that was a really nice scene, I thought, between Tony and Tom. Really good, really. When also Tony becomes so much less annoying when he's being sort of genuine and and Mm. kindly. When he's not with Pat. Yeah, basically. When he's with Pat, he just turns into a little boy with mummy again. Yeah, but actually he's a really good dad, Mm. isn't he? He's a good dad. She said, thinking about all that, I lost concentration and finished the episode thinking, how did a pencil sharpener with tape on it start a fire? Um, Oh, that was funny. I had to listen again to realise the fire was not caused by the homemade letter extraction device. The post office (laughs) scenes were a joy, pure arches. Thank I you agree. Both. I love your postcard, your podcast very much. Postcard. I just said I was thinking about them. I, I totally agree. I, like, I know people would have found all that annoying, but I, the bits when 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 Glowy was trying to make a um, yeah, a pencil sharpener device to get the letter was just lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, oh, don't be so stupid, Glowy. We've got a bend round the corner, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would. They were pure proper archers. Joy. Um, you do occasionally find yourself in situate. Well, I find myself in situations like that more often than I can. Oh, are you trying to set light to a post box? No, but situations where you think no one's going to believe this. This is just ridiculous. When you find yourself doing something really, really peculiar, but at the time when you look back on it, you think, 
what the hell was I thinking? But at the time, you just feel like you've got no choice but to do this completely stupid thing. Also, what it was, was basically the equivalent of sending a WhatsApp, but for radio. It wouldn't have had the same drama, would it, if she just sent a WhatsApp no. and then couldn't delete it and then Jean had read it. And it, this was, this was... And also because it would have had her name on it. Yeah, but that's but like but like that's but that's the equivalent of of our everyday folk yes. dilemma. Yeah, like we would have just sent a WhatsApp. Yeah, I mean I haven't sent a blackmail letter for a while, but I mean I get. I loved it when Clary immediately went to what we bits cut out of the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That's Bugsy Malone, Clary. We don't we don't need to do it like that. Spidery writing. Get that invisible ink. <laughs> From the it's from there. the um, just for the magazines. <laughs> you get one free with the Sea Babies magazine. Oh, sneaky um, little Georgie just eavesdropping uh, in the back. Oh, what I didn't understand with the postbox though, what I found very hard to understand was, you know, when they were trying to get it out. Mm. What do you think they were standing at the front of the postbox, i.e., on the pavement, or did yeah. they have like a sneaky back? No, passage. they were standing on the front. So people will have been walking past and wondering what they were doing. Well, it's better oh. than wondering what on earth Clary and Susan were doing fiddling around yeah, with the but back what passage. They, but they haven't, they haven't factored in they might have been witnessed. Yes. Harrison might have a witness. Oh, Harrison. This could run and run. Both hands, don't also, worry. I mean, come on, Harrison. There's, there's more important things to do. Yes. Than I'm sure. But I'm it is sh- a big deal. Tampering with the mail is a... Is a oh, is it? It's a, yeah, it's a... It's a a prosecutory offence. It's really well, especially, serious. I suppose, especially if you've got thirty quid in there, just mm. theft, isn't it? Yeah. Um, excuse me, one second. I need to let the dog in because he's shouting at me on the other side. Hello, of the door. Cooper. Hold on, one second. Hello, Cooper. Um, I could sing Love Monster. Da, 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 da. It's got a great theme tune, Love Monster. Actually, if you want to give it a go on CBBS, it's got a great oh. cast as well. All star cast. Oh, I think Sarah Hadland is the pink bunny, which is she's she's a very good actor, so fair enough. There Sorry. Sorry, I'm just talking about Love Monster. Oh. Right, this is from Olivia Van der Werf. Who oh, yeah. said, uh, you bring a lot of joy, so please keep up the very good work. Thank you very much. Um, I have just started to feel sorry for Sausage Boy, and then he started to use his babies to promote his business. And although that's probably fine because it's him and so predictable, I went off him again. And then when he said he'd used the photo that Natasha had already objected to because it was taken by her mum when she wasn't really prepared and not wearing makeup and definitely not one she'll want the world to see, I laughed like a drain. I am now waiting with eager anticipation for the episode where Natasha sees the photo and erupts. I loathe George, but fortunately he'll be in prison soon. A plot prediction. You will remember my prediction about Stella and Ruth. Well, it hasn't not happened yet, so I'm taking that as a win. So for my next fantastically accurate plot prediction, possibly longer term than Stella and Ruth, I reckon that one day Chelsea and Freddie will get together. Oh, that's a great prediction. Yeah. That is a... Because that also might tangle up things with Russ a bit and... Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I like this. I like the way that's headed. And do you remember when uh, Justin and Lillian moved out because of their kitchen being yeah. redone? And we were talking about how awful it is having your kitchen being redone while you're still in it. Um, 
they, uh, Olivia and her wife, are having their kitchen smashed about. And she said, I played my wife the bit of your podcast where you did an impression of Justin annoying the builders while refusing to move out as my wife is refusing to move out too. I found it hilarious. My wife, not so much. Ah, sorry, wife. Sorry, Olivia's wife. It's, a, it's tricky, isn't it? Because, you know, you obviously save a lot of money if you don't move out. But, oh, but then but you might save your marriage if you do move out. It's yeah. hard. It just depends how much you value your sanity and... <laughs> and your partner. And your partner, the people around you and your mental health in general for about the subsequent decade. Anyway, um, Pat McClelland says, Hello, Lucy, Harriet and Jeff. Although in my heart, you will always be Mr. Newbie. The yes. only way I can express how much I hate most of the current storylines is to rant in capital letters. These are weird, <laughs> difficult and scary times. I need sewing bee, baking bee and pottery bee, unlimited <laughs> episodes of ghosts and Freddie Flintoff being kind to lads who think cricket is daft. What I do not need is 13 minutes a day of workplace bullying, rural poverty and George Grundy. What on earth went on in these script meetings? Gemma bullying Tracy was just the beginning. Now we have George and Chelsea bullying dear hopeless Brad, Linda and Lily bullying Ardil, Caitlin criticising every move of her poor knackered postnatal daughter, and of course there's Brian and Justin. It's hard to recall the days when I used to listen to the Archers for fun. One thing particularly getting up my nose is the Ambridge money tree, available only to the middle classes. Adam and Ian managed to maintain their comfortable lifestyle on a farmhand's wages. Uh, yes, I thought that. And now Russ is planning to buy a house despite Lily yes. giving up work to return to uni. Yes, I did. I wondered about that because I was thinking, well, why didn't they, if they can afford a house? Yes, why haven't they? Yeah, especially because she's been working at the kitchen. So. Yeah. Mm, and she... how much does the hell does he get paid yeah, to run... I exhibitions in an art gallery that no one comes to but that's the thing they can't have it unless he's always had savings in which case why didn't they move out <sighs> months ago well I, they, they stayed to look after elizabeth didn't they because he was just like yeah we can move out actually we could even buy a house yeah. and i was like what <laughs> oh, okay. let's buy gay grables maybe or home farm but they you... they did stay to look after lizzie didn't they when she was poorly yeah they did to be fair yeah um in contrast, she says, Pap says, the storyline plunged Tracy and her family into poverty within days of Gay Grable's closing. She would have had her final month's salary, a month in lieu of notice, plus a redundancy payment, but the script went the full Ken Loach before Ardil had even finished boarding up the windows. <laughs> I am fast reaching the point where I take a break from the archers and just listen to Ambridge on the couch. I'll start listening again in September when Jazza catches a windfall from the money tree courtesy of our new Prime Minister's passion for pork markets. Thanks to the three of you for the much-needed laughs, Pat. <laughs> Pat, I felt very, very similar, I think. Did you? Because I did, because I... It was so fast. It was... It, they went from... I know that um, Tracy obviously wasn't earning much as a receptionist, but she would have had a little bit uh, <clears throat> from when she left Gay Grables, at, when it shut. And I, I think she said something about used, she used that money on the car because her car broke down, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was so rapid. Yeah, it That was. kind of plunge into... Yeah, like she said, the full Ken Loach. Before, you know, there, there really wasn't... It was like the day after it, it started. Um, it felt yeah. a bit horrid, that storyline. It wasn't uh, a I gradual know. decline. It was just yeah. a pff, plummet. Yeah, exactly. Whereas you would have thought there would have been a bit of... But then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because 
Yeah, we. I think we discussed it before, didn't we? Because I think I felt like that as well. I was like, surely she, that money from Oliver might have kept her going, but then there was the car and the yeah, and then and then obviously her brother moved out. So yeah, but it just it it wasn't that I don't know. It wasn't that you know we understand that you know people don't have savings and stuff, and if you're subsistence and you're literally living from one paycheck to the next, but she would have had a bit she would have had enough to have covered the rent at least for the next month, I think. Oh, I don't know. Why We don't even know how much money she has or anything, She's we? never what told us, Lucy. I know! They she keep might have been these on things from £6.50 us, £6.50 an hour at Grey Gables for all we know. She can't because that's Olive... below minimum wage. So well, yeah, know. but Oliver might actually turn out to be a real rat. And actually he was paying them way below Oliver's minimum wage. Oliver's the grey man! <laughs> yeah. They're all slaves! They could be a terrible twist. Yes! Oh my god! You love no, a twist, don't you? We'd, but we wouldn't like that. But I don't mind the the I don't mind the the George George being George being horrible to the extent of you know teasing his grannies is okay. It's just whether all that becomes really nasty because well, I don't was, want when, yeah when you were spot on when you said she sounded frightened of him yeah I don't want Susan don't like, to no. be stressed by him no. or. I don't want anything nasty like that to happen. I don't mind a bit of, as you know, as because that's the thing, isn't it? You know, the cozy crime mm. drama has mm. really, really become super popular now, hasn't it? Because yeah. basically, we can't cope with anything too stressful. Well, when 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 life is now more awful than anything fiction can produce, yeah, exactly. Then you want fiction to produce something that's a blessed relief, don't you? Exactly. And the archers should always be a blessed relief. Mm. But you have to have a bit of tension in there, otherwise, it's, yeah boring but um but i don't mind the more Corrie, you know from the old days Corrie is the better as far as i'm concerned but i but then again you know i know that not everybody likes that not no. everybody loves the well, look of... how many people the show picked up yeah it with the helen and rob up, yeah it picked up more with helen and rob than it lost yeah but that was a great slow burn mm. story but maybe tracy and the chicken factory will be a slow burner who knows because we haven't heard we haven't been yeah, Jenny Murray's not going to be on BBC Breakfast News talking about Tracy and the Chicken Factory. Is she? It's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Tracy and the Chicken Factory. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, it would be awful because Tracy's not that sort of character. No. We need, we don't like things happening to our comedy characters. Yes. Yes. What happened to, oh no, they did buy her a spa day, didn't they? Yeah, but then we didn't hear no. about... We, yeah. Like, after all that build-up, we didn't actually hear her yeah. opening the present and going, oh, you shouldn't have wasted your money on this? Or, or oh, or being super great, or being... Yeah. It, I do have... So, I did like that, because I love the way Chelsea kept going, Spar day! Spar day! <laughs> Something about the way she said it that made me laugh every time she did. But when, when Oliver, uh, or somebody asked her about the the weekend and so what and yeah she was like oh yeah we did a picnic on the hill and then and then she sort of stopped or she sounded cross about it i remember thinking oh it sounds like it didn't quite go to plan mm. but then that did, went nowhere so <laughs> i think i was reading too much into it <laughs> also like <laughs> this is nothing to do with anything but do you like the way that um seren is called seren even by tom well and probably by everyone in the whole village now seren other people aren't doing that. Even Natasha isn't calling her that. Well, Tom is calling her. I know. <laughs> Tom's had well. Tom's doing Duolingo like I am. Natasha's not bothering. So she's. Just... Is Tom really overcompensating for not being well? Yes. And He's Natasha be... couldn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be singing Sauce Pan back by the time. 
<laughs> come on now, Saran. Nova, come on. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that Natasha even wasn't doing no. that. No. I'm going to listen out because he was definitely rolling his R. It's <laughs> like those people that when I was in Zurich, it always used to make the expats laugh because the people that came out, the people that are newly come to Zurich would their pronunciation of of of, of uh, Swiss German words would be so over the top because they were frantically trying to immerse themselves in the culture <laughs> as fast as they could to not feel isolated. So they would even Swiss Germanify words that weren't Swiss German at all. They, you know, it was it was just this. It's that it's the, the zeal of the newly converted, isn't it? It's just desperate yeah. to to blend in and just look like you're trying and all oh, that. Oh yeah, like my friend who just lives down the road from me and. He talks just like me, but then he'll say, um, oh, yeah, I, I've got a fantastic recipe that uses this, um, it just gets a real aroma of chorizo. And, <laughs> and he always says chorizo. He doesn't say chorizo. And it's like, well, you're talking to me. I'm not Spanish. I, I don't care if you anglicize it. It just really makes me laugh. It's like people who, who yeah, who put a French accent on rosé. Yeah, or... Ra- Ralph Laurent. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, David Sedaris does a brilliant thing about that, about news readers. And um, uh, when they say, because I, hap- I, I went to see him and I was with um, Susan Ray, the, the, oh, yeah. the um, uh, continuity lady. And um, she was giggling away like mad because he said, <laughs> you can tell the ones that are really, really trying when they say, Nicaragua. <laughs> And she said, they have to have a run up at it. You know, they'd have a deep breath and then go, Nicaragua. <laughs> oh, it's awful. I just think that, I think it's that, I don't think news readers, news readers get enough credit for their pronunciation. Yeah. Because yeah. especially the Radio 4 guys. I yeah. mean, they come out with like Russian words and... Well, it was and... that, so when that bloody Icelandic volcano... Oh when... my God. <laughs> Oh thinking, my god! Can we the not just call, keep calling it the Icelandic volcano rather than making them go? It's so hard, and they don't get a second shot at it. I know. Yeah, they have to do it in one yeah. take. Yeah. Well, they, they haven't written out phonetically and practice, 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 practice. But I would just, I'd stuff oh up every god. other word because I'd know that one was coming. Yeah, no, but that's the thing when you know there's a hard word. Yeah. Because occasionally, you know, if I do, uh, if I do like audio guides and they have foreign artists in them or something and you know it's coming and you've practiced and practiced and practiced but you know it's coming you can't do it yeah because your, your brain is so stressed yeah, yeah. They, they they i think they, they i think newsreaders just have nerves of steel yes my dad used to tell me a lovely story which is probably entirely apocryphal about um a uh announcer at a uh, albert hall at the albert hall um having to announce uh the flight of the bumblebee by rimsky korsakoff <laughs> And he was absolutely, he couldn't say Rimsky-Korsakoff. He'd have risky, risky, risky Rimsky. And he was in a total state. It hung over him the whole weekend that he was going to have to announce this. So he he just went insane practicing. And he stood up at the vital moment and said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to introduce uh, a work by the great Rimsky-Korsakoff entitled The Bum of the Flightle Boo. Anyway, enough of the dad jokes. Um, and now... Oh, Lucy, surely that's why people listen. <laughs> mum jokes. We're doing mum We're jokes. We're basically the equivalent of a post office sketch, aren't yeah. we, in the arches? Yes, we are. 
Good for us. And now, let's go over to Radio Bossetcher. Bossetcher, yeah. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, I need advice. People keep asking me, oh, I want to be Prime Minister, and I never know what to say. It is like when the taxi men ask me which football team I support, and I say the blue ones. I need a good answer. Do I want Richie Sumac or Lynn Toss? Which one most style? Let me look at pictures. Hmm. Oh, why is she wear headscarf in tank? Oof. He has got the big ears, hasn't he? He must have airpods the size of shower head. Oh, but look at shoe. Prada loafer. They are very style. Okay, he win then. Good. I am glad now I am politic aware. Which side is he on? Which? Oh. Oh, hello, hello. Welcome to Radio Borsetshire with me, Fabrizio Felpersham, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon, because I have. Today you can hear another broadcast outside that I did in Ambridge. Colin, please press the buttoning. I hope you can hear, as it is very noise, I am at Children's Playground in Ambridge. It must be very ancient, because it was built by slaves like the pyramids, I have been told, so that is very exciting. I am here to talk to the parents about the next generation of villagers. What is that boy doing? Hello? Who is parent of that small one, please? He seemed to be... Is he welding? Oh no, it is under. Oh, that is fine then. Yoo-hoo, Zander! How are you? Are your daddies here? Oh, they are in the pool. How did you get here then? Oh, you drove. Oh, okay. Oh, look, here is a girl pushing the little ones on the swing. That is nice. Oh, now off the swing. Oh, oh, it is Parpy, I think. Hello, Mrs. Grundy Grundy. You have had lots of children all related to each other's fathers, which is very confused, but you seem to be quite calm about it all. How do you manage the parenting? Well, for me, parenting is all about boundaries. They learn it from you, so you have to demonstrate good boundaries yourself. It's up to you to teach them that when they see a boundary, they need to wheedle and cajole their way around it. For example, Poppy has her grandma Clary doing all kinds of things for her, don't you, Poppy? Piggybacks to school, she never has to eat a vegetable, and Grandma Clary does all her homework. She got a smiley face sticker for Clary's scale model of the Taj Mahal and Haribo last week, didn't you, love? Oh, here are two baby ones, a balded one and a ginger one. Oh, that is rock and the art place, isn't it? Eh? They have both got screw-up cross little faces. And you must be their mother, I can tell, because you have got screw-up cross little face too. Uh, do you have any parenting tips? 
Yes. Now, I really don't have time for this, but all I would say is if you find out you're pregnant, the second that bloody little line shows up on the stick thing, don't even wait to wash the wee off your hands. Just leave. Leave the country if necessary. But the most important thing is that you do the whole birthing on your own. No in-laws, no parents, and most of all, no bloody husbands. Got it? None. Unless you enjoy absolutely losing your sodding mind. Oh, Oh, I see. Yes. Um, Natasha, I would just like to say, and please do not throw that bit of Lego at me, that I would like to offer you free Botox whenever you want. Your tension line seemed to be your entire face now. Okay. I am backing away now, backing away. Oh, look, Ernie seems to be a nice little one. And she is here with grandmother. Grandparents are often used as unpaid childcare by modern parents, and the grandparents don't mind a bit apparently and are very happy to get slipped disc crouching on the floor. And and what is this little lady's name? This is Martha Febrise. She's very bright for her age. She's my Christopher's little girl. Now she's got a mother too, obviously, but she's not as important. It was vital to me that I was heavily involved in bringing up Martha, because quite frankly, I'm the only one that knows what I'm doing. And obviously I'm very used to it. I've had years of bathing, changing and wiping bottoms. And that was just my nail. Oh, excuse me. I think Martha's angry. <laughs> she loves her bottle. Oh, like her mummy. That is nice. It is very happy scene with all running about and... Oh, oh no. That is Rosie on the slide. Be careful, children! Oh no, now I thought that might happen. Do anyone have any contact details for the slave? That slide has snap. It was nice seeing the small ones, but they are not very style and often a bit sticky. If you are trying to deal with small ones in summer holidays, my suggestion is do not give yourself hard time, but lock yourself in air and cupboard with a bottle of Prosecco. Back in Eurovisia, my mother could not do this as she had to herd the goat with me strapped to her back and that was not easy as I was a big boy for 13. Anyway, bye bye and keep calm. Radio Borsetshire would like to visit patreon.com and look up Ambridge on the Couch, uh, you can support us at any subscription level you feel like. This week, we have many people to thank. We have to thank... Do you want to do it in funny yeah, voices? Yeah, I've got to do it in the voice mm-hmm. of an Archer's character and you have to guess who okay, it is, okay. okay? Play along at home, listeners. <laughs> listeners, play along at home, okay? Who am I? Don't know. Victoria. Natasha. Well, obviously. Neo. Susan. Lindsay. K- uh, Kirsty. Louise. <laughs> Linda. <laughs> I can't think. Rebecca. Jolene. Oh, good. <laughs> Who can I do next? Uh, Candida. Lillian. 
Oh, well done. <laughs> For their Patreon ship. You're very kind, all of you. Thank you, Victoria, Neil, Lindsay, Louise, Rebecca and Candida. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at OnAmbridge. Febreze is at Fabulous Febreze. Or you can email us at Ambridge on, Ambridge on the Couch, couch at, at gmail.com. Gmail. And, oh, Matt Rodriguez-Payne has given us a really good dancey one. We've Ooh. got a bossa nova one. Oh, yes, baby. <laughs> Somebody on but, Twitter uh, yes. said it would be great. Could Matt? I mean, poor old Matt. Now we're just throwing. Oh, Bernard Cribbins thing. Yeah. Yes. Maybe for next week. Yeah. Well, oh. poor Matt's got COVID for the second time. <gasps> oh no, Matt. Yes. Oh, he is no. feeling really, really shitey. Oh no. Um, but he's still. He said uh, he's now sending us feverish verbal diarrhea. So it's quite. A, he sent us lots of questions in the email because he's oh. not feeling very well. So he obviously just when he was in. Um, it's a temperature of 193, so he thought he'd message us. Blimey. No, I'm joking. He hasn't really. Oh. He'd be dead, wouldn't he? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably. That's hotter than the surface of the sun. Did Harriet mean that Sarah Nova reminded her of Casanova? Yes. Yes. Uh, a Google search of Sarah Nova tells her this is the name of a cloud provider, perhaps some connection to spiritual hummus, he says. He would uh, love you to honour him with an award of some kind. Great. Uh, he said, uh, thank you, Steve Parrott, for this kind of suggestion. And Matt is currently shopping around for a fascinator. Um, he said he loves the ideas of listeners voting for their favourite versions of Barrett Green. I will try to put them into my sound cloud when I remember to, he says. And, um, and yes, he says, after we mentioned Bossa Nova... Uh, it led me to naturally arrange the Barrett Green theme in a bossa nova style. So this one is dedicated to uh, Seren yes. Nova. <laughs> Seren. And now for Seren Nova. So that's what the new dudes have to do, isn't it? Shall I play it? There was an incident in Seren Nova this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yes, please play. Oh, yeah. Bossin that bossin over. I uh, that reminded me irresistibly for some reason of the beginning of the music to Only Fools and Horses when it started. I've got no idea why. <laughs> oh, that's a good one for Matt to do, yeah. isn't it? 
Let's let him recover, Daddy, though, poor lamb. Dee, dee, dee. Yeah. Oh, get well soon, Matt. Oh, you poor thing. But while you're in bed doing yes, nothing. I know. You might as well, do, you, you know. You might as well just write that musical yeah. that we're after. Yeah. Thanks. Just Thanks, get, Matt. Get cracking on that. Let us if know. If anyone um, wants to re listen to all Matt's greatest hits, he is on SoundCloud. So you could go to SoundCloud, type his name in, which is Matt Rodriguez Fane, and uh, you'll find him there on all his hits. Um, so. Is it the Wombles theme tune people wanted him to do for Bernard Cribbins? He's done the Wombles theme tune. No, he hasn't. He's done the Clangers or oh. something like that. I don't know what they wanted exactly, but I guess a sort of a Bernard tribute. Cribbins has done so many things. He has. And he did. And uh, right do you think he was ever in the Archers? No. Bernard Cribbins. Oh, because you'd think he it would was the, be Considering the sort of... that the man worked from teens to 93... <laughs> Not being in the archers. I don't think he's ever been in casualty either, which is... As a national treasure, that yeah. is, that's quite something to yeah. not have been in the archers. Yeah, that's almost m- more of a commendation than being in it. But They haven't yes. mentioned who's going to open the fate. Well, they can't have Bernard Cribbins anymore, can they? No. Was, it, was, he, was he on the shortlist? I don't no. know. Okay. No. He's still Stefan packed lunch, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and also, uh, can, can I just put my prediction in? Mm-hmm. Chris and Amy are going to get back together. Oh, Because Alice yes. said, did you hear it when she went, when Chris said, oh, I'd like Alan to do a blessing. And Alice said, and there's somebody else, there's some another special person we need to ask Chris. And then they got interrupted by Eddie. And I was did like, she? Uh, yeah, she did. Yeah. She said, there's someone else we need to ask Chris. And then after he'd mentioned Alan and then. Is it not Shula? Well, why would it be like a sort of, uh, a, a, you know, a sort of secret, not a secrety thing, but it didn't, it, 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 it she didn't finish what she was saying. Ah, oh, okay. If it was Shula, I mean, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, um, so, um Amy, okay. and that, um, and that she's going to come back and then Chris and her are going to get together. But she, Amy's got someone else now, hasn't she? I know, but I think she's going to come back and I, just oh. Billy, just trust me on this one, guys. Okay. I'm not saying I've got any special insight. I've literally got none. But I really, really think this is going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And if it doesn't, um, um, <laughs> I'll, well, it just, we'll, we'll just forget I ever said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back and edit it out retrospectively so we can just pretend you never <laughs> yeah. contemplated the idea for a second. No, but why would Alice have said that? Yeah, thing? I didn't that clock that at all. Yeah, it's because I listened twice to uh, that bit. All right, cheers, Lucy. Okay, right. Thanks, Matt. That was super cool. ta everybody. Have a lovely week. ta
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 